Learn from your mistakes. That aside, forgive yourself for your mistakes and be humble by the way other people live and have the open-mindedness to know that one is not better than the other. You are the engineer, you are the doctor, you are the bus driver, you are the face and brand of your life. So I have grown up and I have the belief that look at the person, not at the color the person is, look at the person, not the language they speak. Love is universal. Start with you. You have to put in the work. It's to you. It adds to the Fumi Desalu Vode Inc. Incorporated. It adds to the Desalu Vode family. You cannot lose because knowledge is power. Whatever you are, make sure that you are happy with it. Hence, sister to sister. sister to sister. Before I start, I want to say thank you so much to all of you that have continued to drive sister to sister. It is such an unexpected surprise because I honestly did not know where sister to sister came from, but my heart. It was something that I felt it was necessary because I just saw so many of my sisters feeling lost. And I thought, you know what, for me, being 45, you have, give or take, 20 solid years of experience of your knocks, your bolts, dodging bullets, failure successes. Just express yourself what you went through just for them. And I am so honored and so happy to tell you that Sister to Sister is now on iTunes. Oh my God. Cheers. A lot of you had uh, written to me and told me that you love Sister to Sister and in some way, shape or form, could I just bring it to their listening ear? And I thought, oh my God, how am I supposed to do this? Here comes Ula again. Ula Kins! Hi. <laughs> and needless to say, you can drive to work, you can go for long walks, anytime when you need to be alone, you just plug into iTunes, it is free and you can on podcast and it's Fumi de Salo. Look for Fumi de Salo. Look for sister to sister. It's in the spiritual and religious category. Can you imagine after all of my sins? 
So that is where sister to sister is. She is growing and she's growing because of you. What an utmost surprise. I'm gonna continue with sister to sister for all of your questions, all of your requests. It will be here because I realize surprisingly, not, not only is it for you, but it also reminds me when I am down. Sometimes when I feel lost, I go back to sister to sister and I am also uplifted. Thank you guys for growing this particular channel to benefit all of us. And this is one of the reasons why I said leave this sister to sister podcast free because I think that it's priceless to all of us. Okay, dokie, without any further ado, new chapter, new episode. This episode is all about being in a mixed marriage. I, I hear so often mixed race. Darlings, there's only one race, the human race. What we mean to say is different ethnic backgrounds. So let me backtrack just a little bit so that there's an understanding of my individual experience. My father is Nigerian, my mother is the Gambian. They left their respective countries and went on to scholarships to the Soviet Union, Moscow, Russia to be precise. It was there, they had their first child, a girl, which was me, and my brother. We were born in Moscow, Russia. Myself, 1969, my brother, 1970 of December. From there, my father finished his university studies as a graduate in medicine. For his housemanship, he was transferred to East Kilbride, Glasgow, Scotland. And that was where I grew up until I was um, 13, 12, 13, I don't remember exactly. So of course, we were different. We were always different. And in that retrospect, I have grown up to have an indifference to difference, if you understand because that was how I was perceived, and that is how I've taken the outlook that it really wasn't much of a big deal, especially in Scotland. In Scotland was my childhood years, and it was one of my most wonderful years I have ever had. We were different, but we were considered special. They wanted to play with us, they, they wanted their hair to grow like ours. We never felt any kind of racism in Scotland. That is the truth. My brother, myself, and my sister. We all went to school. We lived by a farm. My father went to, worked at Hermeyer's Hospital, and we had the times of our lives. Did we know we were different? Yes, we did. Did it make a big difference? No, it did not. To us or to the people around us. We were loved maybe even more, dare I say. From there, we went to Lagos, Nigeria, and I went to Holy Child College. I became the first supermodel of Nigeria, and I left in 1990 and came back to London, where I went to university, to the American College in London. That is my upbringing. Ula is half Norwegian and half Scottish. His father is Norwegian, his mother is Scottish. And every single summer from Norway, they would come and spend their times with their cousins and their Scottish family. The irony of it all is that Ula and I lived 
10 minutes away from each other without knowing. It would take another 30 years before we would meet. Ula was a former national swim champion for his country and went to the University of Iowa. Yes. I wanted to give you this background because I wanted you to understand that our backgrounds played a primary role in who we are and what we are and what we are attracted to each other. One being black, the other being white was of course obvious, but it was very, very, very in the back distance of our, of our minds because we had been surrounded with difference our entire lives. Even though my parents are Africans, they were from different African countries. Even though Ula is European, his parents are from different European countries. And the one thing when Ula and I first met that actually drew my attention to him was when he said that his mother was Scottish. I turned around so fast. I said, what? Why? Of course, naturally, because I grew up in Scotland. And so there were certain things that we started to laugh about because Ula and I are only five years apart. So of course, in generation standards, it's very close. So there were things that we remembered from our childhoods that was so wonderful for the two of us because it was very rare to find anybody else in that age group that came from Scotland. From Norway, him being in Norway, me being in California, very few. So Ula, what's that television show that we loved? Uh, the Tales of the Unexpected. That was one of the shows. We laughed, we laughed. The Wombles. We laughed, we laughed because we, we, rem we remembered that so vividly in our childhoods that we didn't necessarily share with our Nigerian, Norwegian brothers, sisters, cousins, friends, or whatever. So that is the point that I'm trying to bring up here. Our backgrounds played a huge role as opposed to the color of our skin. Now, having said that, Ula was extremely fascinated with weaves. <laughs> you know what, so was I. In the sense that he had never seen it. He didn't understand it until this very day, just to show you the beauties in the eye of the beholder. Ula's not really crazy about weaves. He prefers my hair as it is. He thinks I am most, more, I'm most beautiful when I'm most authentic physically. He just thinks that's what, you know, for me, you look like. So why would I want you to look like something else? And that makes sense to me because it's like me saying to him, Oh, I love you with all hair pieces and wigs. He doesn't wear any. I'm just saying that if he had wigs or hair pieces, think about your significant other. Would you want them, prefer them to wear that? And that was the message that he was sending across. So it's interesting. Other than that, between us, we don't see it as much. I'll give you another example. When I was in university, I had a very good friend of mine, love her, love her, love her, Oslam Yetke, and she was Turkish. She had a scar from her eye all the way down to her jaw. I was waiting for the opportune time when I could ask her what happened. I never did. Because as time went on, the scar became invisible and her personality came through. The love that I had for her came through. It wasn't important about the scar. 
naturally of course she told me further down i think in our second year or so you know someday one, one evening when we just sat down having drinks the point being is that what is the most obvious more, more often than not that is not what makes a person it never does it never will but it is an issue worldwide black and white we have white frames we have black frames so why is it an issue if these friends get married why is it interesting that these friends see themselves in their own form of laughter of friendship of being comfortable of sharing common goals or, or hobbies what's the difference it's not only black and white yes 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 Ola tells me it's not only black and white. He's absolutely correct. You have black and Asian, Asian and Spanish or, 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 or Latina or whatever. I'm talking about different backgrounds coming together. That is what I am talking about. Many a time, Ola, you know, will be t I will come up and they'll be like, damn, I didn't know your wife was black. <laughs> Ula, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> we laugh about it because it's never intended to be anything but good-spirited. What I'm trying to say is that it's a constant issue as a married couple. Ula and I, I don't see Ula as white, I see Ula as Ula. Ula has so many things in common with me. Those that follow me on this channel, you more than understand and it gladdens my heart so much. When you say, say hi to Ula, how's Ula? Ula is my brother-in-law, Ula is this, Ula is that. Because as time is going on, it doesn't matter to you that Ula is white. And I love that and I, that is what I'm trying to come across and tell you in a mixed marriage what are the obvious things that we have for say like I said for me it's a thing about the hair he never knew about weave and he's still trying to understand it till this very day uh, for me um, Ula has <laughs> it's gonna kill me <laughs> Ula has about 10 bottles of Santa lotion <laughs> Two hours suntan lotion, seven hours suntan lotion. I said, ah, Ula, what are you doing with all of these suntan lotions? I did not understand. Of course, me being of a darker complexion, I don't, I don't, I don't need suntan lotion. So I thought, but yes, I do. He said, oh, just in case he's out for three, four hours, this will cover his skin, protect him from the sun rays, so it doesn't get burnt. I was ignorant because I thought, yeah, yeah, right. Until one day, he took me to cream up his body with the suntan lotion and I decided to leave a spot just to see what it would do. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've, I've apologized over the years. Brother got burnt big time. I was like so surprised. I thought, oh my God, you, you really do get burnt by the sun. You know, that was that. Of course, the issue of children, they're going to be so pretty. They're going to have gorgeous hair. I don't get it. First and foremost, all babies are pretty. All babies are cute. All babies are wonderful. My hair is gorgeous. Last time I checked, I like it. I can add weaves. I can relax it. I can color it. It grows. Most importantly, it grows. Why wouldn't I like my hair? Why don't I like Ula's hair? Of course I love Ula's hair. Caucasian hair, you're standing African-American hair. All is beautiful. 
all is beautiful. We have to accept within ourselves one is not better than the other. Mixed children are exactly what black children are, are exactly what white children are. They're all gorgeous. They're all going to have their challenges. They're all not going to like one thing or the other about themselves. I think it's the fascination of the fact that it's so obvious about Asian and black and white and Latina that one thinks, oh, we can bypass our cultures, our religions, but that's the truth, isn't it? Isn't that what makes the world go round? Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Having said that, I get girlfriends, my black girlfriends that have white husbands, we come together because we understand certain challenges and you know we laugh about certain things because our husbands all think in a certain way again about the weaves and they help us take it out. Yes, they do. I'm like, Ula, bring your comb. <laughs> we need to take the weave out, you know. But because we love each other and we're each other's best friends. Now let's talk about in-laws. I had the best father-in-law ever, Daddy Vold. He was very, very good to me. Loved him. He taught me how to drive. He would take me to DMV in Bergen. He always cooked lunch for me on Sundays. And it was such a lovely, gracious moment to have a picture of, of Daddy Vold, of, my, of Ula's father, and my father. Young boys going back, they were both in Scotland. They both married other women from other countries and so their children have done the same thing. That Evold came to me one day and I, and I really appreciate it. I don't even know whether Ula knows this, but I'm gonna say it here. He came to me and he said, Fumi, I hope you feel so comfortable here. I want you to know that we are a whole history of Norwegian men that have married other women from other countries. My, my uh, Ula's mother was Scottish. My mother was Canadian. And it touched my heart because he was just trying to tell me, for me, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> We've always had our eyes outside Norway anyway. <laughs> so I'm not surprised, <laughs> you know. So I'm not surprised my husband, my, my beautiful son has married you because ultimately I want him to be happy. And I have never seen Ula talk so much, laugh so much the way he is with you. So thank you. I have not lost a son, but I've gained a daughter. Daddy Vo told me that and I took it straight to my heart. And I was at home in Bergen. It was one of my best, best, best times in my life because I'd taken a year off. I had moved away from California and I'd relocated to uh, Bergen. And I took a whole year off and I just ate. And that's another thing. Coming back to Europe after living in America for so long wasn't an issue. It wasn't an issue because I grew up in Scotland. I was born in Moscow. My other name, apart from Olufumilayo, which means God has given me joy, is Ade Tokumbo. Ade Tokumbo means a child that has born away from her homeland. So this is me. It's a culture. It's not necessarily a color. I think colors is what is perceived by other people other than myself. My parents were fine with it. They were so happy because it was relief. Thank you, Jesus, Fumi's getting married. 
That was where my mother came from. My mother said, oh really? Yes, this. I was for me, you know what? Don't let me come and start making a, a, a wedding parties. What are we working with here? My father, always the protector. Who, 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 is he? who are his people? Who is his father? I need to speak to Ola. That was it. That was it. Nobody cared. Absolutely not. For my other sisters, because this issue has come up about in-laws, my in-laws were fine. I had a wonderful, wonderful father-in-law. May his beautiful soul rest in peace. Um, I have wonderful Norwegian friends till this very day where we're in touch. They come to see me. They come and spend weekends with me. I am blessed. Being married to Ula, Ula gave me another 200 friendships. Both That's women and men. If for say, you move to the country that like I moved to Norway, you have to understand that it's extremely important to learn the language. Learning the language is so heartwarming to the locals that you are living with because you are the last to come to the party and you have been embraced just so. You have taken one of theirs, that's how they look at it, and they embrace you when you adopt their cultures also and their ways. It enriches you and like my sister said, your children and you, you become bilingual and that is such a powerful trait as anyone knows, I know all of you in school must have learned Spanish, you must have learned um, uh, French. Now I hear that they're teaching Japanese, Ula, can you believe? In schools, yes. So what a blessing that you're living with somebody else where you are open to a completely different part of the world. There are some in-laws that will give you difficulty. It is very dicey because it's family. The only advice I will give couples across the board, but more so mixed couples because it's not the color issue, it's the culture difference and the way one is brought up. Couples, new married couples, you should live away from in-laws. Live away from in-laws and live on your own because you are living a new life, a new life with a lot of differences. Again, I have to speak about Daddy Vold because he was fantastic. Coming to Norway was very different for me. I was, it was a new language. I was coming in winter from LA. <laughs> Not that I had never seen snow, but it was super, super cold. And I wasn't used to it after living in California for almost nine years. Daddy Vold always spoke to me in English. He spoke to everybody around me in English so that I could understand. He was there to show me what was, what was it, who was mean, who I shouldn't talk to. <laughs> Give me the town gossip. It was so much fun. Always know when you have that significant other coming to a new country, you will have to be extra patient with them. Remember, like I, I didn't have any friends. I didn't speak the language. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know my way around town. So it's like you being here, hearing for the first time, seeing a lot of things for the first time. And unlike being a tourist, this is your new home. So it's not, you know, it's not for, it's, it's not going to be easy. You will have to basically, like Ula said, have a baby. You have a baby, you have to feed it again, you have to teach it how to talk, all of that because 
everything is new. So for the hosts that are bringing in this new member to the family, have a lot of understanding, have a lot of patience, and have a lot of explaining to them to do because they do not know any better. We are coming to your country and we are adapting to a new home. So that in itself is challenging because everything is new. And so you are coming with all of these, you know, pins and needles. How's it going to be? And of course, 99% of the time it works out. This is very different for the mixed couples that are both live in England, both live in America, because you come from the same cultural background. You, you know the same schools, you have the same president, you speak the same languages, you understand the same foods, you know town, city around you. It's a huge difference from when this wife, husband, goes to Norway, goes to Italy, goes to Moscow, goes to, all, goes to Nigeria. Because There's another couple who had, I think, um, the half Ghanaian, half German, and for the Olympics, for football, one played for the German team, Abi Ula, and one play for the Gambian team. How, for, for, and one play for the Ghanaian team. How beautiful is that? I can call Norway my home. I can call Oslo my home. I can call Bergen my home. As he calls Gambia, Lagos, Banjo, Nigeria his home. We are so very blessed in that regard. What else can I say? Ula, you have to put an input here. Being in a mixed marriage, what are, what, what are things that, that, that would have come up here or there? Well, the thing is, it makes you, or it, it compliments you because, hang on, I have to think. <laughs> of course, you have to embrace the difference because that gives you extra things that you wouldn't normally be associated or values or whatever. Okay. Us being together in a marriage, do, what are our issues being being from different ethnic backgrounds? I don't, I don't have any issues. Oh, I love that answer. You don't have any issues at all? Mm? Well, you love food ski? We <laughs> Do we have issues, Ola? Wait, let me know. <laughs> Do we? I'm only joking. That's about it, I guess. That's about it, you know. What else can we say? Yes, it's just like any marriage, it's like any relationship. Sometimes I get on Ula's nerves. Yeah, sometimes Ula gets on my nerves. It's normal marriage stuff that you get onto, you know. But apart from that, no. We have the same, same issues as all married couples. We miss each other when we're away from each other. We call each other a hundred times a day when something happens out of the ordinary. He's the first person I turn to. He's the, he's, he's the person I see the most in my life. He's my best friend. It doesn't matter. I'm concerned because we're getting older, so, you know, we have to think about our health issues and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, he loves photography. I love being on the other end of the camera. <laughs> It's normal, everyday issues. Ola's my best friend. We work together every day. On this channel, it is 50 his as it is mine. It's not even his and mine, it's ours. It's a united effort that takes so many hours behind the scenes. And for a couple to be together, to work together, takes a lot of love, patience, to be able to succeed and drive through. 
And that's what Ula is to me. We have so many things in common. I cannot shortchange myself and say, I have to marry a brother because that is what is acceptable. Acceptable to who? This is what I want to know. And that's another thing. I am black. <laughs> I am black and proud. If I have children, they are black and white and mixed. That's not the point. They are children. My father is black. My brother is black. I have black friends, African-American friends. You say what you want to say. I don't segregate. I just accept love. One of my closest, closest friends that I love so very much is Catherine. I am the godmother to her white son. I love him like he's my own. I love Catherine like she's my sister. Catherine, when we were in Los Angeles, because we were struggling actors and we, were, we did a lot of extra work, a lot of background. And she said for me, I'm looking for a roommate, I'm looking for a roommate, because of course you have to consider your bills and everything. And her roommate was black and he was a guy. And he loved Catherine, took care of her cats, and she was the safest. And I said, Catherine, wow, good for you. And she said, no, for me, you know what it is? The great thing about it is that if anything happens, he can protect me. She didn't think about him being black. She thought about him as a guy that happened to be black. She didn't care about that. But when she was coming home late at night, I've forgotten his name, I think he's Andrew. Sweet, sweet, gentle guy. She said, oh, he can protect me always and people can see us and think we're boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever, nobody will mess with me. That is when you open up your mind. Like I've said in my other sister to sister episode, open-mindedness. The same my sister. Oh, for me, if you guys have kids, how great. These guys will speak another language. She didn't think about black or white or mixed or curly hair or, or blue eyes or green eyes. She just thought Ula being predominantly Norwegian because that's where he lived most of his life, like, I, like we did in Nigeria as opposed to Gambia, they would speak another language. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Being in a mixed marriage is so colorblind on the inside. It is on the outside that people bring up comments or statements that we are okay with. But I want you girls to have the confidence wherever you are to open up your mind and be who you are with who makes you the happiest the most, period. Being in a mixed marriage, you're, you're, you're exposed to two platforms. Not all whites are racists and not all blacks are racist either. It is subjective to the individual. I also bring the, uh, the subject of mixed marriage because there are some people on both sides, on both black and white, who will not marry outside their ethnic background. I have heard it, yes, to my ears, and people have said it to me. I don't date white guys. No, nope. I can't imagine marrying a guy that's not black. I can't imagine marrying a girl that's not white. Yes. And they really, honest to God, believe that. Here is the thing. It's not a matter, and this was why I said what I said. It is, this is, and, the, and here lies an issue. You're cutting yourself short. You can't marry, you can't befriend, then how will we ever, ever be one? How will this world ever actually be unified? Today I'm just going to really speak from the heart on behalf of Ula and myself. Because ultimately, 
What do we want you to have? The ultimate happiness. The ultimate fulfillment of great joy in your life with your God-given partner. Ula was my God-given partner as I was his. And I accepted him in his form. I also, for others to know, I didn't go out and say, I want to marry a white guy. Truth be told, my first boyfriend was black, Nigerian, yes. And Ula's too was Norwegian. Why were we attracted to each other was personality. Personality and for Ula and I most especially, art. Art, photography, fashion, style, but above all, travel. I love, 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 love traveling. As a matter of fact, when Ula and I got married, my parents said to us, oh, what did we want for a wedding gift? That did we want gold? Did we want diamonds? Which is great. Or did we want to travel? Right away we said travel. Where did we want to go? I wanted to go back to the city of my birth. And so we went back to Moscow. Last episode, I showed you a picture of the kaftans from, the, from my five spring summer looks or whatever. Remember there was a blue kaftan there and I put a picture of myself and Ula where we were wearing the same kaftan that was in Moscow. My mom gave it to us and we wore it in Moscow and we got pictures taken of us from the moment we left the hotel all the way when we got into town. It was just fascinating to them. Of course I can understand. But our common ground was that we just love to travel. It is such a priceless education. And on top of that, like I said, we make movies. We make these episodes together. Ula loves fashion. I love fashion. We love food. We love to go out with friends to dinner. We love to go for long walks. We love to eat different kinds of food. It's so much fun. And above all, Ula is an absolute comedian. He makes me laugh from morning to night. He really does. And that was why I married him. Had he been Indian, had he been 10 years uh, older, had he been, had he had one leg, I would have still married him. I would have still married him because he completes me. You have to be, but it's not even that you have to. As you very well know, it was until Ula and I got married that I started this YouTube channel. Prior to that, no. I know how much money I spent in the first Glamour Girl uh, show that I did by myself. Nobody who understood my vision, nobody who wanted the best for me completely and had that time to dedicate to me but Ula. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Go for the partner that best fulfills you and can also aid and fulfill each other's dreams. In that way, you are the dream team. Ula and I are the dream team. If he falls sick today, I will be there for him. I did not want to say, oh, you know what? Let me look for a rich man. And then what? Supposing he loses all his money, then I'm stuck with this guy. You have to go with sincerity. And sincerity comes by pushing aside skin color, pushing aside wealth, pushing aside your own personal gain for whatever reason. Pushing aside the fact, oh, you know what? It's time for me to have a baby. Let me marry this guy. Let me have a child with him. Don't do any of those things because ultimately you are deceiving yourself. 
Ula and I are in for the long haul. Long haul means it's a life sentence. A life sentence that I've signed up for and I cannot wait until we are in our 90s. We built a platform together based on trust with the ingredients of love, of laughter, of patience, of understanding. It has nothing to do with color. It has nothing to do with wealth. It has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with culture. It's just us finally realizing that ultimately our happiness above all is what is important. I guess I'm an example. I'm a statistic. I never knew I would be, but it is what it is. So ladies, gentlemen, until the next fortnight, thank you very much for watching Sister to Sister on what it feels like being in a mixed marriage and knowing that in, all, in hindsight, we are all mixed because our personalities is what really should count. So in place of the quote, I would like you to close your eyes. Okay. Ula, are you closing your eyes? Mm -hmm. <laughs> dear universe, dear universe, dear God, I give to all of my sisters the partners you give to them, that they may be happy, that they may always laugh, that their dreams will be fulfilled, and that they will always have this person to be beside them, to keep them company, to be in front of them, uh, to be in front of them, to protect them always, to be behind them, to push them to their dreams and absolute excellence to love them, respect their families, to be their fathers, their brothers, their sons, their husbands, their lovers, and play multiple roles in their lives. And God, when you give these men and boys and sons to these women, let them open their eyes and accept them in their true form. Irrespective of them, being a different ethnic background, irrespective of them being much older, much younger, richer, poorer than they, or from different religious backgrounds, let them open their hearts to their form. And that is what Ula and I did. It wasn't the obvious. It was the special.